0: everyone and welcome to club preview here on club at 22 the rangers podcast um, where the b team will be looking back at the game down in anfield on tuesday night there and also looking to preview the game against st Maron at ibrox tomorrow at three o'clock um, before i introduce uh, my guest can we just uh, like to give a shout out to dundee taylor who very kindly bought the pod three um, coffees the buy me a coffee link that you can see on our YouTube page. And very much appreciated, Dundee. Um and appreciate everyone when they when they do things like that. Um but as I say, B team this evening, fairly, fairly short panel or small panel, should I say, but
1: um we'll introduce them. It's uh, Mr. Alistair Pearson. How are things for you, Ellie? Very well. Looking forward to being back at iBooks tomorrow. If you're the B team score I must be Alex Lowry in that B team then. I don't know who you'd be uh, well, in the Leon- B team. Leon King's now in the first team, isn't he? So, well, because he's a f- defender, Scotia. But um, yeah, I know so you gave a shout out
0: these
1: days. <laughs> I was, yeah, I know you gave a shout out to that Dundee pair. I was also going to give a shout out, Scotia, We forgot um, John from the Viceroy kindly bought us a round, which we didn't realise until it was put in front of us last weekend. So, thanks very much for that, John. You didn't need to do that. So we we'll need to buy you one back. We we'll see you there. So, aye, onwards and upwards, Scotia. looks like scotch is frozen yes yeah are you in, there yeah dad cycling that bike quicker you keep
0: freezing. sorry about that guys i'm having some internet issues can you still hear me Ali? Uh it's, i can hear you but yeah, honestly, it's, it's not going, not starting well because i'm controlling all the, the recording and stuff yeah no worries right hopefully it'll, it'll improve as we go on guys apologies for that yeah but i think we'll start off um, with the game to Anfield on Tuesday night where Rangers went 2-0 down to, to Liverpool. Ali, I was with you in the pub uh, watching the game on Tuesday night. Just give us your kind of outline thoughts of the night um, just now, if you won't
1: mind. Aye, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I, it's, you, you need to remember who you're playing. I mean, at Liverpool are a class team. You, you can tell the way they move the ball, the players they've got. I mean, that front four, if you want to say what they had playing against us, is frightening. Um, but I would say in our behalf, I was disappointed in us. I thought we were just a bit negative. Um, I thought we were overwhelmed by the occasion. I thought it looked like men against boys. Um, and you, you can kind of see why down in England you think up here is a bit of a diddy league because they would look to that game and, and, and see that and go, he's never laid a glove on them until the last maybe 10 minutes when we kind of changed it. But I I was. I, I deep down in my heart, I know I said what needs. Deep down, I, I knew we get beat. To be honest, but I was a manner of it. I thought we could show more, um, and I don't think we did. A lot of players just we just couldn't get hold the ball. We played Steve Davis for that very reason to try and put the foot in the ball and try and bring a bit of composure. Couldn't get involved. Um, I, I don't want to go through players, um, but I'll go. <laughs> I'll start with one player who um, you'll know, Scotcher. Annoyed me extremely in the pub. Um, I know Carney and uh, Ryan had a had a go on that as well. But Malik Tillman for me, when I seen him in the lineup, I went, oh god, because I said before, I just can't trust this guy in big games. He's all right against dare I say it, St. Mirren at the weekend, hopefully. But big games, you've seen him get celtic. I it just he's posted missing all the time. His body language, whether it's his body language, he just comes across as he can't be bothered. He looks lazy, but. He, for me, needs a serious kick up the arse um, because it's not good enough. Especially that midfield, you need the energy in there and he just wasn't there. Um, but overall, it's what I expected, to be honest. But I know we can show more. And coming into Wednesday next week, to me, he's got to change it. He's got to have a go because it's really win or bust in terms of the third place in in, in that league table. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a lot of points there, Ali, that as
0: you usually do, and, and we will get, Wait, we'll get through rhythm. the home. In case your Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah, stopped there,
1: Scotia, that's why I was doing it.
0: That's probably very fair, actually, very fair, um, but no, it looks like we've, we've got over that wee hump in the road there. Um, yeah, I'm similar. It's a bit frustrating at the evening, maybe went in with too much confidence, particularly because I've got sort of my wee brothers of Liverpool fan, got a few pals that are Liverpool fans so you know you're hoping for the best and show up but uh, we'll dig into this one but we started up with McGregor and goals, Tav, King, Goldson, Davies, Davies and Borna uh, in the defence with midfield, strange midfield in terms of how we were shaping up for the game but it was a, could be a four at times, could be a two twos so with Tillman, Lundström, Davies and Kent and then Morelos kind of up top in his own with support from Kent and Tillman occasionally but we kind of looked at that when, when we were in the pub um, alley and we were a bit surprised by it if you're being honest
1: yeah um bringing king in i could see what he's doing because he wanted to launch some in the middle of the park yeah um, i thought the midf- uh, defense was decent to be fair um it's a midfield for me what is, <laughs> it's it's a it's an area of the park that um We go back to recruitment, but we've not identified it at all. You're you're going back to guys, and it's no disrespect, but you're you're going back to guys, Steve Davis, 37 years of age, bring it in to try and run the show at Anfield. These positions, I know I'm kind of going off script here a bit, but these positions should have been highlighted well over a year ago. And it's it's coming back to haunt us a bit this season because even against Hearts, we bypassed the midfield. And I thought Anfield, once again... They just couldn't get a grip with it. They just couldn't put the foot in the ball. And we're missing big players. Tom Lawrence, a huge miss. He would have made a difference. And dare I say at Scotia, your man had you. don't know what he's going to come back in terms of what sort of player, but he, he's the type of player we're missing as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the, the lineup itself, I mean, I was a wee bit surprised. I did think King was going to play. At Anfield, but that was before Davies get put into the team against Hearts at the weekend. And then I was like, all right, maybe not. We'll p- just play with that. The normal two defenders with lundstrom dropping back in when he was needed. But playing King, um, I could see the could see the logic behind that. Yeah, Tillman in the right for me. I was like, nah, it's not really he's not, not a right-sided really player, he's like, that's no, not his position. <laughs> he's not, and yeah, um well, yeah. So we start off, you get into these games hoping that you'll start off well within say two minutes. Liverpool have their first chance. We knew big Darwin Nunes, who we, we know all about from his um, time at Benfica. He has a wee shot at goal, but McGregor saves it quite easily with anything. And then from that leading corner, which I thought we were pretty good at all night, apart from right to the very end, we were pretty good at dealing with the corners. Um, Davies knocks it over. But then in five minutes, Davies fouls, um, makes a foul on the outside, just outside the box. Tenet Alexander-Arnold steps up. He's not been playing great this season, from what I've heard. Oh, Justin, honestly. Justin.
1: Justin. Done it a Every again, week.
0: Justin. Thank you very much, Justin. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciated. But yeah, Alexander Arnold with the, with the free kick here, Pearson. He's not been playing great, from what I've been reading, what I've seen of him. But this is kind of set up for him, isn't it?
1: yeah i know we kind of discussed in the pub scorcher could mcgregor have done better because you you can't you know he's going to put in that corner but uh, looking at it again uh, it's yeah picking holes in it to say mcgregor should have saved that to be honest it was a great free kick it's it wasn't what we needed we had to try and keep that game as tight as possible and you kind of knew when he stepped up that tent alexander he's um, Although he's maybe not been playing great for Liverpool at the moment, but he's he's still a world-class player. And he showed it with that free kick. How many free kicks has he scored for them? Um, it's like Tav, but Tav doesn't score free kicks for us anymore, does he? Okay. When he steps up Trent Alexander, you expect him to score? And he did. Um, I know Carney said he thought McGregor maybe could have done better. We did say similar in the pub, to be honest. But when I look back at it... it's Hmm. you're probably nitpicking to be honest to that it's a great goal to be honest
0: yeah where you're looking at it he's he's that far over because he's got that the, the wall was i think there was like yeah. five men in the wall so it's quite a big wall and it leaves that space i did say right as i was like well, we could maybe do maybe a touch inside but it's yeah like you say he's got he's got that in his locker at the moment he's almost like one of these american football players that you bring on just for that one speciality yeah. at the minute that you get the chance he can do it yeah um and it was in about 10 minutes after that. In between that, McGregor makes another really couple a good save from Salah. But ten minutes on from that, we get a wee bit of play up the, up in the our, uh, the Liverpool defence end of the pitch. Um Kent was found and fouled um, after a decent e-spell where I think it was Morelos and Tillman out on the right hand side. Noctofer Tav played a really loose ball that I thought the chance was completely gone after that. Ball finds its way back out to Kent. Kent gets fouled, and then, like you say, Tav steps up, could he score? No, straight in at the ball, and then Kent sclaps his <laughs> shot, his shot way over, and you know what? Ali, this is 17 minutes in, It's our first chance, we were looking, I thought, you know, maybe still show a bit, but for the next, what, the, well, to be honest, the, the rest of the half, it was just Liverpool domination, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was, we, he, we got the free kick and obviously Tav steps up and you have that we kind of glimmer up, hope, you think, Christ, is he going to bust a net here and he hits a wall? <laughs> it, show, it kind of shows the, the, the difference in levels between him and Trent Alexander, to be honest. But uh, that first half, Scotia, we we couldn't control it. It was a like, hot oh, potato, that ball. We just couldn't get the foot on or anything. If we try to get the ball up the park, Morelos couldn't make it stick. Even if he did kind of win a loose ball, the midfield weren't winning the second ball. And it just kept coming back. And if it wasn't for 40-year-old Alan McGregor once again in, in the goal, it, it could have been a cricket score for the first half. And we both said "Score at half time." The only positive is it's only one nil.
0: No, true indeed. Yes, yeah, so that takes us to time. And, like, right, we're going to speak about three players here. I think you brought him up here, so we may as well just go on him. But um, how good was Alan McGregor last Tuesday night there, um,
1: showing us what he's all about? He's made for a big games. Alan McGregor. Once again, showed it. Um, I thought he was brilliant. He, he, he came for a couple of cross balls as well, actually. So I know Ryan says that's a myth, this Alan McGregor thing, but he actually came for a couple of cross balls. Um, he was very good, Alan McGregor. And I think Geo before that game, alluded to the fact that he sat the two of them down, him and McLaughlin, and basically said, McGregor's going to be the number one going forward. And it's an area we need to address. I know you'll probably come on to something later on the podcast, um, but it's an area we need to start looking at going forward because, as great as Alan McGregor is, he's he is 40 years of age. I very much doubt it he'll be there next season. Um, we thought, I thought as well, I'll hold my hands up, that McLaughlin could fill those boots as the Rangers' number one. And what I've seen in McLaughlin before he got injured, I've said it on the podcast before, I just don't think he's up to it. And that's why. Alan McGregor's had to be brought back in. And since he's been in McGregor, he's been, you have to say, he's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I
0: couldn't agree more. I was, same as you, I was like quite comfortable with McLaughlin being in. I do think, and I've said this on a few occasions in the last month or so, that having McGregor sign that contract extension probably didn't help McLaughlin very much. Um, But he he had that really bad game uh, against Celtic. Slightly poor against Ajax as well. And then, he was doing okay up until that point, but I think he doesn't command, he's not got that commanding presence that McGregor maybe does, and or definitely does, yeah. should I say. And I don't know if potentially sorry, Goldson and Tav have maybe spoke to the management team about it and just said something along the lines of that that make they feel more comfortable with McGregor finding him. I did think he was done after last season. Although he was good and good few good matches, there was poor performances in there and performances that cost is vital points in the league last season as well um but when he's come, he's come in now this season and yeah is the, the gloves are now has to lose really and um, there is as you mentioned we'll come on to the the new micro deal later on in the podcast and again we'll probably speak more about a goalkeeper situation in general but um we'll go we'll, we may as well come to this man as well who you mentioned at the very start in your Kenny summary of the game that was um big Malik Tillman Right, <laughs> like, I know what you were saying there about him, and I, I get why people are so, so frustrated with him, but he's not a right-winger. No. Um, he don't. He, or he shouldn't, can't play out in the right-wing, you know, his positions...
1: inside. He's central, central. <laughs> he should be central, yeah. Yeah,
0: but this is this is a similar issue that I had when Hadji was getting put out in the right-hand side, although I think Haji would had performed better out there than Tillman has shown so far, but they're better centrally. And it is also like you say this, the way that he approaches the game and plays the game, it does look very lazy. I don't think it is lazy. I just think it's his demeanor and stuff that I know an awful lot of people don't like to see. Um, Yeah, Tillman didn't have the best of games. I watched the game back earlier on today, but I don't think, I think a lot of the criticism he was receiving was potentially maybe down one to that laziness aspect that he looks like he plays his game with and also, the fact that he's got this big price tag from Bayern Munich, I think, automatically people are expecting, oh, he's amazing. The boy only turned twenty on Tuesday. You've got to remember. Yeah. <clears> uh, <throat> so I've, I've I've got a wee bit of leeway for Tillman because he's just in the door and whatnot. But I do get understand why people get on his back. Do you get anything more to add, and Tillman? I know you're. He's not your favourite player at the moment.
1: He's not my. It's not my favourite. No, but I, no, I get everything you say. He's not a, He's not a right sided player. And as you say, we've, we've tried umpteen bloody players out on this right-hand side. For me, we need to give Matondo or even Sakala, at that point, somebody who's more naturally a, a winger on that side, a go and give them a run at it, not bring them in for a game and then pull them out for two, three games. Whoever it is, whoever's is going to pick, let's just say Matondo, he's got to give them a run of games. And the run of games we've got coming out, coming up in the league in particular, Robbie Matondo should be able to play every one of those games against the teams we're playing. There's nobody, there's no slippery games. I would I would say until we meet potentially away Aberdeen. But um, yeah, Tillman, I, I, that's probably his body language to be honest, which annoys a lot of people because it just looks like he is a very lazy player, <laughs> and he is at times because he won't track back or anything. He is kind of one of these luxury players if you want to say. He started his Rangers career very well in the first couple of games we were all raving about him because you could you know yeah. there's a player there he is quality but he's just whether his confidence has been knocked or he's i don't know what it is but he he's kind of went backwards and he's becoming he, i mean rangers fans like a like a weapon boy don't we um he could fall into that wee camp soon because unless he gives us a big performance soon um the fans will get on his back and you know? they have so I mean, we'll come on to the the teams for St Mirren, but I'll give you a spoiler straight away. He's in my team <laughs> because if he can't play against St Mirren on a, a Saturday at three o'clock, then we have got big problems with him. But no, I'll I'll give him a wee bit more time. But at the moment, he is um, he is frustrating. That's probably the word to say. Uh, one
0: final thing, and Tillman, it leads me on another player that we may as well discuss, um, given his form recently. He wasn't helped by how poor Tav was. I thought Tav had a really poor game by his own standards, and it, it yeah. didn't help Tillman. But to me, it still looks like Tav's playing with that, a wee bit with that injury. I don't know what you think.
1: I he's, um, he's not been great, Tav, but you could go through a couple of players' scores who haven't been hitting the heights of last season, if you want to say, in terms of or in Europe. Um, yeah, bigger players... Yeah, he's not, he's, I, I'd say Tav's been a, a kind of six or seven out of ten each week. He's never blown me away at all, but um, whether he's carrying injured or not, I don't know. But, yeah, he just, him and Tillman down that right side, they just, they don't work for me. They don't have an understanding either, but uh, I get what you're saying in terms of Tav, but he could be he could be carrying injured before, probably, no. But he's going to play Tav regardless, because... He's a captain, and the only guy we've got to bring in is, is young Divine, because we like obviously yep. let go of, the, let well, go of that um, Zabowski. So
0: well, we can get on onto that when we come to our team's day for, for St. Mirren potentially. But I realise we're 18 minutes in and we've not even got to the second half. And I was worrying that we wouldn't have enough content for you guys tonight, <laughs> so we got to get to the second half. Um, we get into the second half, no changes, and we break up the park almost immediately. Um, but then Kent plays a really, really poor pass across the front of goal that. 10-01 really and two minutes after that um, Liverpool are in the box and then King and Lundström go in for, I think it was Lundström that was with him going for a challenge on Diaz King takes him out no claim complaints for me that that was a penalty or not it definitely was um, and yes Salah, Salah nets it away 51 minutes were 2-0 down you kind of I went into that second half with a wee bit of hope but that completely blew me out of the water don't know about you Ali
1: Yeah. 2 2-0 in a normal game, you think we've still got a chance, but against Liverpool at Anfield and the way we were playing, we had no out ball. It was uh, it was game over for me. Felt sorry for King. Um it's a stonewall penalty, but um he was still very good though, young King for a, a boy of his age to play Anfield in the in the Champions League. Reminded me of, kind of like a Danny Wilson back in the day when he played Champions League for Rangers. I thought thought he played well that man, for a boy of his age. Yeah, yeah I, thought he, I thought he played well, and you can see he's got a big future with this this Rangers backline going forward, but um, at 2-0, yeah, the game's the games dead for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's let's, let's take a break there from the evening. We're, on, we're only two, six minutes into the second half, but I think King's worthy of um, some, some discussion as well, because I thought he, <laughs> in fact, I thought the three centre um, defenders had a fairly yeah. okay, fairly decent game, but King... Yeah, he managed with the situation, like you say, really well there. Impressed, you No know, even giving away that penalty. An awful lot of the young players you've seen something like that happen, head completely down and that's them out the game. But I thought even after that, he's still putting up a, a decent performance. And like you, I've got very high hopes for him. He's, you know, I think right now, where we are with central defenders, he's, you know, your third choice behind Davies and Goldson going forwards until the other boys get back from injury only only worry is can we keep him because he's been highly rated for a, what the last 3 years or something and since he was about even 15 16 it was really highly rated
1: yeah you've got well he's he's getting games for rangers um and you'd like to think going forward you'll, you'll get you'll get quite a lot of games this season if if we're going to be in a lot of competitions we're in, we may not be in Europe as of next year but we're in League Cup, Scottish Cup. Obviously, we're going for the, the title as well. So, there's plenty of games for him to come in. So, I expect him to get a lot of games this this year. I thought he was very good um, for a boy of his age. His head didn't go down when he gave the penalty away. Um, I think he'll get a lot of confidence from that game going forward. I thought Goldson was very good too. Goldson's had a bit of... Um, he's been kind of slagged off a few times this season, but I thought he was very good. And you can tell with... With Davies as uh, is a natural left sided defender beside him. It's there's a better balance to that backline now with Rangers. And dare I say it, it gives you a bit more confidence moving forward with that backline. because I thought they were I, I know we get beat 2 0, but I thought they were I thought they were decent. Um and I thought they were decent against Hearts as well. So that's a positive moving forward.
0: No, it wasn't deep, yeah. Um yeah, and then the second half, another good save from mcgregor from jota just after that penalty a double sub gets made by us on the 60th minute mark and this is where i think we started to see we brought from rangers but i think you need to caveat into that that liverpool probably did take the foot off the gas a wee bit with an eye for their game on is it sunday they play arsenal or they play arsenal at some point yeah. this weekend they've done that but the subs i think for me ali they did make a difference and then yeah, there were another couple of subs towards the end with Ken and who else came off around it at that point was it um Davies came off for Kamara. I thought we finished the game a bit stronger. But like I say, there is that weak caveat in there.
1: I thought I thought we did, but I thought he could have made the it 2-0, I thought he could have made more positive changes straight away. I thought he made the changes too late, to be honest. Um but you can flip it and say, like you're just saying there that Liverpool, the game is done to them. They're kind of throttling back. And we had a couple of chances near the end. Uh Rabbi Matondo playing on the left. Had a very good chance. I thought Sakala was bright when he came on too. Um so yeah, there the, the was there was plus points there, but it was too little, too late for me at that point. Um the game is the game is dead and buried when they boys come on.
0: Yeah, I mean so. Yeah, that's just three games into the Champions League now, Pearson. We have got no points along with two other two other teams in the Champions League group zero points. It's Victoria Pleasant, who are in the group that we could have got, <laughs> and um Maccabi Haifa as well. We have also not scored a goal yet in the Champions League, and the only other team to not score a goal so far is uh, Copenhagen. Um and they've they've only got one point as well. So where does this really leave us, Pearson? What are you what are you expecting from the last three games?
1: It's I know we're going up a level and I hear I hear Geo up. Oh, Joshua Johnson, thank you very much. Yeah,
0: cheers Joshua, thank you very
1: much. Yeah, cheers, Appreciate Joshua, it. much appreciated. Um yeah, no, going forward, it's um Geo's come out and says well, we're kinda learning from it and we're improving. And I, I, I really don't see it to be honest. <laughs> I mean like we've been scalped off the of ajax which we were lucky to get out of that one. The Napoli game, yeah, we were competing up to 60 minutes, but then the end of the day, it did end up 3-0. And we've gone down to Anfield and really not laid a glove on them at all. So I really don't see any improvement in any of their games since since the Ajax game. And the only, the only positive that we said in the pub score was um, Ajax getting pumped off Napoli gives you a, an outs, a very outside chance of finishing third in this group. And by that, we need to beat Liverpool on Wednesday night, which is an extremely tall order. Um, And we need other results to go for us. But it, it gives us something to play for. But I just want to see him be just a bit more positive going forward with these last three games, because we need three points against Liverpool on Wednesday. And if he sets up the same team as he set up down in Anfield, we'll get nothing. He needs to be more offensive on Wednesday night to try and get something.
0: Yeah, well, I think beating Liverpool is a, a bit of a stretch, Pearson. But I, I agree with Aldo there that beat Ajax at home and draw with Liverpool. That should see us the third, because I think we're going to go into that last game eh, against Ajax. What's that, the 1st of November? I think we'll go in there with them still sitting in three points. Um, because.
1: But it goes to head-to-head, point, does it not?
0: Yeah, so we'd need to beat them, like, 5-0 or something, wouldn't they? No, 6-0. 4-0. Nah. So, <laughs> yeah, 4 I, not to be. Oh no, I'm only gonna be three now off because. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. No. So I think we're. You know, I've not get much hope. He has seen Europe after Christmas, but <laughs> you never know. Fingers crossed that we make it somehow. We'll we'll be, we'll be obviously be back after the game Wednesday, and hopefully that'll that'll look like it's on the horizon. That is a hard task. Um, anyway, like um, Pearson had mentioned earlier, there was some news that came out of the club earlier this week, and that was that. Um, Robbie McCrory has signed a new contract until 2025. Ali, I'll let you have your thoughts on this before I, I give you mine, but what do you make of this?
1: Um, I was surprised he signed it. I'd like to think he's been told in the background he's going to get a chance. What age is McCrory now? Is he 25? He must be around about 25. I'm guessing he's no, 25. 24 you it's you still, probably... I believe. It's... Right, okay. It's 24, 24 then. Um... Yeah, I was surprised, to be honest. I thought he might have looked at this season as his chance and he's not got it. So I thought he might have went, no, I'll try somewhere else. But he's signed, so I would think he's been told in the background he's got a, a chance next season. But we, we need to give the boy a chance. He's He's been here for God knows how many years. He's been out in loan umpteen times. This season, he's he's hard. Has he had game time at home? I don't think he's actually played this this year. I don't know. This season. this season. I don't know if he played that even in the League Cup game. I don't think he did. But um yeah. Does he want does he want to sit and be the third Rangers um number three goalkeeper and pick a wage up? I, I don't think he's that type of boy. I think he'd like to play. So yeah, i been be in going forward with him to see to see what's what's happening because he's not going to play this season at the moment and next season McGregor won't be there. So maybe maybe he's been told Look, on Next season, he'll get a chance. So we'll just need to wait and see. I still think we need to sign a goalkeeper though. Yeah, for next season. Yeah, I'm pleased
0: that he's um, he has signed because I was getting a wee bit worried that it was going to be a situation where we would lose him because he would be looking would be looking at his brother up getting game time constantly, and he's not. He has only twenty four. McGregor was 24, 25. When he actually broke in through to the first team, so he's you yeah. know there's there's similarities there with him and McGregor in terms of that. Um, I'm glad he signed. I, I would have preferred that this season, like similar to what I was saying with, with McGregor, given been given this extra year, which we've probably needed <laughs> going with the way things have went this season. But it's kind of pushed him down a big back in order, um, but he's not maybe getting these cup games. Hopefully going forward, we'll maybe see a wee bit more of him. Um, but I was pleased with this signing because I've do i I've got hopes that McCrory could kind of step up and, and fill fill the void. Because, listen, you know, we're both about the same age, Ali, that ever since we've been watching Rangers, we've always had a succession of good goalkeepers. There's never really been a big, massive gap in between worried about that position. So I'd like to see that um, the band, yours? McCrory could do that as well. Oh well, I can kind of blank them out, Pearson. I think everybody does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cammy Bill. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Indeed, yeah, so it's good to see that, that, that he was signing that contract. It'll be interesting to see how the, the goalkeeper situation now unfolds in terms of you know where where is McLaughlin? Is he still is he now completely done or is he still in the manager's plans? it will be interesting. To well, you see need how Well, you think
1: we, about that. you need remember we played Dundee coming up soon in the League Cup. Um was it Tuesday night, I think we played them. Uh, Ibrooks. It's a mad time of quarter past eight because it's on the telly. But that's a game you'd assume McLaughlin will play on McCrory. But you'd assume one of them will play that game. Because it's Dundee, it's in the League Cup. That's at Ibrook, so they shouldn't be getting much action. So I'd imagine he'll switch the goalkeeper for that game.
0: Yeah, I was also, But once we get
1: on it, our teams, I've always had to have in
0: the back of my mind about tomorrow as well for who plays and goals for tomorrow, because yeah, you know, I don't think McGregor, there's, I think there is, I think McGregor's maybe even come out and said at times that he probably does need to be, like, not pick and choose his games, but he's not going to be at the stage where he can play in every week. So it'll be interesting to see that. But um Pearson, um, before we got on to the preview with St Mirren tomorrow, you had messages just before we started that there was um, a wee bit of news about the sky matches picked for TV. Do you want to let everyone know what those were?
1: Yeah. Over the Christmas period there's been three games that have been um, penciled in for TV. I'll i st- I'll start from the end one and we'll we'll end on the one that's kind of a bizarre one that means Scotia thought, but the old firm, second January, which it was always always penciled in on a Monday, half twelve kickoff, no surprises there. The Ross County game, which was Christmas Eve on the Saturday, is the move forward to the Friday, the 23rd at half seven, which is which is decent, because um, Christmas Eve for all the lads going up there <laughs> isn't the ideal, so that gives them a day to recover from their hangovers before they hit Christmas for them, so that's good for them. <laughs> um, but the bizarre one that we were talking about before coming on, Scotia, was the, the Hibs game at Ibrox, which was originally pencilled in for the Saturday the 17th has now been moved for Sky to Thursday, December the 15th at 8 o'clock, which I thought it was bizarre because ah, can I can not tell you the last time a league game was moved from a Saturday back to a Thursday mm. for, for Sky. It's, it's a weird one. and I know you'll come on to a lot of boys with a pencil that in for Christmas nights out, but it's a wee bit bizarre that one, isn't it?
0: Oh, massively. Like, r- before I get to that one, the Ross County one, I think, is a good move in, in all fronts because mm-hmm. you don't want to be playing up in Dingwall um, on Christmas Eve. I think that's good for any um, travelling bears going up that, you know, that it gives them the, the chance to get back home in time for Christmas. Because if it was on the 24th, an awful lot of people would have just said, no, no travelling up because it's too much a hassle to get back in time for Christmas. Celtic one, no surprises there, I think. I didn't even realise that it was scheduled for um, three o'clock. Yeah. That, yeah, I, 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 I was just assumed it would be half 12 anyway. But, yeah, the Hibs one is really, really strange that they're moving it from the Saturday to the Thursday. Like you said before we started, have we ever played a league game? A, certainly in the Premiership on a Thursday evening. Not that I can remember.
1: It's bizarre. It's, 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 it's bizarre. And... I mean, I said to you, the, the only thing you can say as is, is a benefit is, I, I know, it, well, it is the first game back after the World Cup, isn't it? Um, well, well I've gone to that. It is still the World Cup, so well, I, I know but Quay yeah USA aren't in mean, the latter stages because we'll have that, a couple of players away. Can, can't see that, but the, the only benefit is moving it to the Thursday as we play... Aberdeen on the the Tuesday, the following Tuesday, so it, it gives you more recovery time for that. But I it's just a bit bizarre a, a Thursday night ibrooks when like I said to you, a lot of lads who have their Christmas nights out with a penciled that Saturday against Hibsy they might have thought they'd make a day of it, but it's been moved to the to the to the Thursday. And I was asking you what when are Celtic playing have they been moved and they're the, the Saturday so we're playing two days before I mean you can say that's another advantage to be honest for us but we're playing two days before them in the league but it's um, it's a bizarre one because it's a home game too an away game you can kind of go I even it's still be bizarre at that point but a home game so yeah it's a weird one and I know Sky's got this the contract going forward and they can play more games than this I hope they're not going to be playing about with Saturday games but doing this going forward because that'll really annoy people because three o'clock on a Saturday is when you want to go to the football. So for a lot of guys, that'll be a pain in the ass that game moved to a Thursday, eight o'clock at night.
0: Yeah, it's this was a wee bit of worry I had as well with, with the Kenny Sky deal in terms of that they were going to have to start moving about these games. And if we're being honest, as Rangers fans, we've been very lucky that all our home games at Ibrox when they can be played at three o'clock on a Saturday, you know, if there isn't any other football on in the Thursday evening for the Europa League or things like that, they generally always were. They were never really moved about for TV. Obviously, as Rangers fans, we get treated really well with that. I know fans of other clubs would moan that all their games are always getting moved about for telly, but, you know, we Rangers fans, it's all about us. Um, but it's just a strange one. And the fact that Celtic are away to Aberdeen at three o'clock that Saturday as well, it, are they not on the telly? No, it's, it's a three o'clock it's in, against it's Aberdeen on the Saturday. I, I, you just tend to think that that's maybe the way they would move it. But be, like I say, because they've put in these extra games now and things, we're going to feel this a wee bit more often, I think, in terms of moving our games. If I'm honest, I would have probably preferred them to move it to the Friday night. That would have been a bit better.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I there for the weekend and stuff. Yeah, I, I could I could I could see the Friday night one but the, the Thursday to me is just a bit bizarre to be honest. I know the world the World Cups is the first game after the World Cup and that and that's what i look at. But it's for a for a fan going looking forward to a, a Saturday, especially a lot of guys would have looked at that and when the first game back, Saturday, three o'clock, Christmas time, perfect. But Thursday, eight o'clock, guys taking their kids and that it's it's not ideal. Folk working too, it's um, Aye, it'll feel like a Europa League game. Need to get that tune on. That's what I
0: think. Yeah, Rangers and <laughs> two, I think I'd mentioned that earlier. Yeah, but that's the thing yeah. as well. A lot, an awful lot of the guys that are coming across from Northern Ireland, have penciled that yeah, and they love pencilled in. They might have back booked Saturday. up. <laughs> they might have booked up already, and they're, you know, having to change their plans. It's, I, I suppose, it's the age we live in. We, we games getting televised and having to yeah. fit into the schedule that Sky wants us to play, which is why you would maybe have liked to went out to end a wee bit. And, no, not compete against these teams but at least it's not clashing with Sky's main priorities um, but yeah no, those games have been changed but one game that hasn't been changed the game against them um, St Mirren tomorrow um, three o'clock at Ibrox which we may as well have a wee look at that one um, St Mirren sitting third after a really decent run of uh, five wins out of the last six that they've had we, those wins coming against Livy, Hibbs, Dundee United, Ross County, and also Celtic. They've only had three defeats in the league this season against Aberdeen, Motherwell, and St Johnston. Yeah, they're looking looking pretty tidy, Ali, because if I'm being honest, at the very start of the season, after the wee League Cup group section had get played, I had touted St Mirren to be one of the teams that were fighting out for relegation. But they've, um, they've managed to come good quite recently, which I think Gio alluded to in his presser. Uh, I've not really watched any of them, but I know you sat and watched their game against Celtic. Do you want to give us your insights into how you think St Mirren are doing?
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're, obviously their, their form speaks for itself. They're, they're sitting third in the league. Um, uh, Stephen Robinson's uh, the manager there. He used to manage uh, Motherwell. It's getting a tune out of them. But um, I actually did sit and watch them against against that mob fellow side and um, they played really well, to be honest. I know a lot of folk was usually look at results like that and think, or oh, even if it happened to us, that Celtic Rangers battered a team and they had two lucky breaks on that. But St Mirren were extremely comfortable that game against Celtic, to be honest. I know Celtic made changes, but they were very comfortable. And um, they play with a lot of energy. Um I was I was actually impressed with St Mirren. I I, I mean I don't take my time out to sit watch St Mirren, but it just so happened they were playing Celtic and there was nothing on. I thought I'll sit actually sit down and watch this. Um, and obviously they beat Celtic, which was, which was good. But yeah, I was impressed with St Mirren. Um, I mean obviously they're, they're playing where they play. It's um, I don't know what the name of their stadium is now. They change the name of all the time, but it's quite a tight wee park down there. Company Eye Box and the big the big park should obviously suit us, but um yeah, they'll be full of confidence in burn company Ibrooks. And um I I don't think they'll set up as defensive as some teams company Ibrooks, I yeah, St Johnston's and all. That. I, I don't think they'll play that way. They've got a couple they've got a boy up front, I forgot his name, but he looked decent and um their right back I think it was was going up and down the channels too. So yeah, I think they'll not fancy themselves, but I think they'll be confident coming to Ipswich tomorrow, and I think it'll be a good game. I think if I'm thinking about the boy, you're thinking about up front, uh,
0: Iungu, I think he was called. He gets yes, sent off against a, Livingston. Yeah. He gets sent off against Livingston last week, so he will not be playing. Was he out? That's a bonus. Yeah, he'll be out tomorrow. But obviously, they've got big Curtis Main up there. You know, one of the normals. I, I get what you're saying. They sort of set up like a three-five-two, but it's one of these ones that it can easily become a five-three-two
1: you know, when needed. Yeah, those like wing-backs um, so try and go up and down a wee bit. Yeah, like how you would, you
0: know, like a 3-5-2 should be, because I know as Rangers fans, we probably get, like, that kind of, that formation cemented in their heads as a five four one, given the way that um, the Walters' team in, you know, the late 2000s um, played. Um, but, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Um, Geo was asked about, about St Mirren uh, in the press, and he said... They've had a great start and um, they're doing well, he said they're having a great start. I disagreed with that because, like I said, they, they were off to a terrible start with that We League Cup thing. But they've, they've come good in the league um, and, as we said, really good recently. Um, another couple, of, not even the most important thing to take away from the press conference today, in my books anyway, but the injury news we were given Pearson, no really real big shocks. Lawrence, nowhere further forward or backward than what we knew last week. Pretty much all the squad is back to normal. Only one thing that was good to hear was um, Big Kemar Ruth is back available for selection. <laughs> how long will that last?
1: <laughs> Kemar Ruth. I just seen photos of him training today. Wasn't sure if it was a cut out of them or not, but um, I, Kemar Roof. I mean, I've. I mean, I think how long's Kemar Ruth been out for? He's been out since. I think must be a good five months at least, but. Um, Aye, Kimar Roof, he's he's back in training, obviously, but he's way down at Peck Northern now, Kamar Ruth. I mean, he's we're talking about we were talking about Big Cholak coming in as the third striker to replace Big Cedric I, I wasn't. I know well maybe you weren't Scottish mean Carney, well maybe Ryan, but um uh, Kamar Roof's way down at Peck Northern now. He's a good option, Kamar Roof, when he's fit. But I'm not pinning my hopes on Kamar Roof. He's um unfortunately he is um made a glass at times and just breaks down all the time so aye, it'll be interesting to to see what happens with Kamar Roof going for the next couple of weeks because if he's back in training I don't know when we'll see Kamar Roof. I really don't we, we can't trust Kamar Roof going forward and that's not slagging Kamar Roof. it's just unfortunately way his body's built but um, if he's fit and available yes he's a bonus for us moving forward but how many games will we get out of him before he breaks down again?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I know Gallant pioneer there was saying that he's not sure if Riff was available for selection. So I've maybe maybe just picked no, that up. No, want... he's not ready. He's,
1: he's not ready. He's just back in right. training. Yeah, That's all it is. Just back in training, right?
0: Because one of the reasons i maybe thought that was that one of the questions that really really intrigued me in the press conference today was um will we see Alfie and Cholak playing the same starting lineup? <laughs> and Gio came out with a phrase that, oh, it tickled me, um, everything is possible. You know, I, I, I liked what he said about that Pearson because I've kind of screamed out for it in a few occasions this season. But do you think he was just playing a wee bit to the uh, person that asked that question, or do you think we'll ever ever see that?
1: I think he's kind of done that he shut that question down because he's going to get it all the time, isn't he? Because he's <laughs> he's heard it from from them for from day one since Big Joe asked him kind of score on. So yeah, he asked, will he start with a with a Morelos? Cholak, I mean, I'd love to see it to be honest, but will he do it? I don't think so. He might do it during a game We will bring, if Cholak starts, I could see him bring Morelos on and then having the two of them during the game starting it. I can't see it. I just think he's got his philosophy and um, geo, and he'll stick to it. So, yeah, I think he was um, aye, doing it to kind of shut that question down going forward. Yeah. Um...
0: I think at the moment we don't have the players available that would really suit. Like if you're playing like a three-five-two kind of formation, we don't really have the players. We need more attacking midfielders, which at the minute we're yeah. really just down to Tillman. Because I seen CGM there to say that you mentioned Lowry, and um, yes, he did. He did say that Lowry is kind of getting there, and he should be back within the next couple of weeks. I think he said, if I can recall. Yeah. Correctly, but um, he should be back fairly soon, uh, Lowry, which is really good because when that um, when he got that injury, oh, who was it? He was playing. It was Ryan's cousin, bar was he not? I know the they Barton. were. Oh no, they were playing them Yeah, they were playing them Barton at them uh, Barton, and um, yeah, that was a really nasty challenge. So it's good to good to hear that he's not too far away because yeah, when we got onto the teams, it's one of these discussions around is it time to start bleeding in some of the youngsters because as we've said before. It is a really um, really packed schedule up until until we break up for the World Cup. But before we get to um, our teams and score predictions, Ali, any thoughts on how you want Kenny Rangers to approach it without giving away your team too much?
1: <laughs> I want them to take the game to St Myrne for as soon as we kick off tomorrow. Um, and I want them to go for them. I want them to put a, a performance in. I mean, I thought they were good against Hearts Rangers. I... It, it depends on what team he picks, but as soon as we start off tomorrow, I want to see a high high intensity for Rangers Rangers um, moving the ball quick and getting that early goal, which always helps against against teams like this. But um, no, I'm confident tomorrow going. And we should be confident. We're playing St Mirren at the end of the day. If we, if we can't be confident playing St Mirren, we might as well pack it in now. So um, no, I think they'll be up for it, Rangers. Liverpool coming up Wednesday at Ibrox as well, so there might be a couple of players in there thinking, I've maybe got a wee chance to show something here for Wednesday night coming up as well. So And I think he'll say that to a few of them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm intrigued what he does with the team. I mean, I've got my team, which I'll come on to, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm confident tomorrow confident. I'm not going to do any wild predictions like I did that time when it says Rangers will not concede and they conceded bloody two goals <laughs> against Ross County, so don't worry I will not be saying anything like that tonight but I'm confident, that's all i so.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm going into the game fairly confident, just given our previous form in the league, I may add in the, in the league against St Mirren because the less is said about that game um, And the, was it the League Cup we played them where we get beat, um, the less said about
1: that That better. was actually a post-course I remember
0: Yeah, it was, yes <laughs> Um, well, that was a poor, poor night, that, wasn't it? Um, but no, I'm hoping we kind of have a bit of a go. I, 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 I don't want to see two sitting central def- um, defensive midfielders, but we probably you will. See I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. and in fact, to be fair, my team, without no, spoiling my team, my team does have that in it, but... It, we, i just i don't think at the minute because obviously look like you mentioned there about lawrence being out injured it's, that's a massive blow in terms of how we play because the other midfielders we've got they are a wee bit more defensive minded and um, but i'm hoping we have a go it's, it's at ibrox it's three o'clock so we should really be up for it and um, you know i think they want to want to get back to to winning ways and after the game at anfield there because well we did think going in with a four nil win over hearts would give us a wee bit of Belief which didn't really materialise on Tuesday night, but again, it's at the return leg against Liverpool's at Ibrox again. So, hopefully, put a good performance, good result, um, and yeah, we can we'll hopefully bring take that into the game on Wednesday night. So, I know we're not quite at the error mark yet, Pearson, but it is only the two of us, so that was always kind of going to happen. But we can round up with giving our own teams and selections. I see a few guys have put some in, in the comments there, so While you're rounding yours off, I'll fire some out from them.
1: I'll give you my team, but I'm also going to throw a suggestion at you, Scotia, for this number 10 type player that we we don't really have because Lawrence is injured, Um, Tillman isn't really doing it, and obviously Lowry's injured as well. So I'll throw a a wild suggestion out, right? And you can all laugh at me, but I'll throw it out. But before I do that, my team for tomorrow... Is McGregor and goal, a back line of Tav, Goldson, Davies, Ryan, sit down for a wee second here. Yilmaz at left back because I think Barisic doesn't deserve to be dropped, but this point needs to play at some point. So I'm bringing Yilmaz in, looking forward to Wednesday for Barisic to come back in. Scotia the two sitting midfielders, which we don't need, but <laughs> Lindstrom with his pal Jack beside him. Malik Tillman, who are kind of slaughtered earlier on, if he can't play in this game, he can't play. So I've got Tillman sitting in just in front as a 10. Um, and a front three I've got of Matondo, um, Cholak, and Kent. Now, before you come to your team, here, I was just going to float yep. something, right? You know, I've got Tillman as a 10, if you want to say, just behind the strikers, right? What yep. would you think of this, right? say a Lundström and Jack, Matondo on the left, Sakala on the right, and Ryan Kent playing that 10 behind Cholak in the middle. Do you think that could work as an experiment? Mm.
0: I'm waiting for Curry Muncher to get up here in the comments. My head or, probably
1: think I've bumped my head. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking, I could see him playing, because he comes inside a lot of time. You see Ryan Kent with the ball in that area a lot of the time, and I thought, Against teams like Simperin, I think he could play there and put Matondo on the left and Sakal out
0: on the right. I'll, I'll give my thoughts and I'll let Curry Muncher have the, the final <laughs> words here. But for me, no, I know what you're saying that he's always inside there, but that's because he's running into those positions from the yeah. kind of direction that he wants. It's kind of similar that if you play like one of your wing backs up in the midfield area, it doesn't really work because they're not running into their normal space. No, I don't um, think that Kent would be the answer there. and I'm yeah, not
1: saying he's the answer, but I, no. I just think I wonder if he would, if he would try it.
0: Yeah, try I don't know. Doesn't I... Like him. <laughs> no, not at all. Because he slated us, because <laughs> we said just before we'd stopped for the international break there, we'd said we, we'd slated the game that Kent had played in, and then I think all of us for the Hearts game there picked Kent, Kent in, our, in our starting lineups for that, which he actually played pretty decently, uh, that Hearts game. But, uh, a bit frustrating on Tuesday night there. But anyway, yeah, my team f- fairly similar to yours. I'm going McGregor. I don't know if he plays King in it right back. I was thinking about maybe Divine. No, i, I so actually King thinking, right
1: back. Um, think you've hit me at the I'll exposure.
0: Christ, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put Divine <laughs> in there because I think I think Tav could do with the rest. So I'll play Divine in there. Uh, Golson Davies. I was leaning towards Yelmaz, but then Borna comes out and does the press conferences for the player today. But We've I I seen I'll that stick. before,
1: Scotia. That doesn't yeah. mean he's playing, though. Right. Yeah.
0: Stick with that. Um, same kind of middle as you. Lindstrom, Jack, with Tillman sitting as the 10 there. And then up top for me, I'm going Matondo out in the left, Jolak through the middle, and Sakala out in the right. Because I think Sakala, the wee cameos that he showed recently, Kenny, he He's got Scotia. Colour.
1: You're an absolute shite bag. You've just won the boys' comments. Your... That's why. <laughs> <fine. laughs> oh, all right.
0: No, no, but that, no. I would play. I would. I would play. No, like... I think. he's he's worked his way back into Gio's thoughts. I uh, think.
1: Yeah, I, I'd. I know. I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I, I like that front three. I'd play Sakala as well because the last two games he's come on, including the Liverpool game, he's shown a bit of urgency. And you know with Sakala, he he's only one way he can go. It's forward. He can't go backwards. So, and he's unpredictable and. I'd like to see Sakala get a run, but at the same time, Matondo needs a run as well, and I don't think he's going to drop Ryan Kent. And as much as the the guys in the comments will will hate hate me to say it, I don't think he will drop Kent. And he alluded today when he was asked the question about putting Ryan Kent out on the right and playing Matondo on the left, and he kind of came back and went, well, I but Ryan Kent's better on the left. So he kind of answered that question by saying he's not moving. So it'll be interesting to see what he does, but I just can't see him dropping Ryan Kent. I really can't. And here's another guy for you Scott all Right? Wright. He's just oh, fallen away too. Where's he going?
0: No, he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah I, yeah, I pulled up Gallant Pioneers' comment there from when, remember, when I named 12 players in my starting lineup. I certainly did because I caught on it before all the rest of them did. I'd named 12 players that day. So I didn't manage to correct myself after the first, what, five, 10 minutes. Um, oh, bro- there's ever. actually, be- be- before we get to the scores, Brian, um, I. We don't know if we'll be in the Viceroy tomorrow because the all the trains are obviously we didn't mention that, but all the trains are kind can of, kind of buggered tomorrow. So like I think the last train that I can get home is at half five. So I'd need to be joined the subway loyal and, and leave after about five minutes of the second half.
1: So be We, we might for me we tomorrow. might be in Brian. I'll get Scotia to bring a signed photo of himself for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did did you um, give me a score, Pearson? No, I, don't I haven't. Know if you did. No, nope. I'll give you my score. three uh, nil Rangers. And he's got a score. Big Cholak again.
0: Right. No, that's that's I like that result. I've I know I've went for four 0 with Cholak to score first quite a few times early in the season. It never materialized, and then we, we play hearts. It does it. So this time I'm going five 0 Rangers with Cholak to score first. Like I think that we could go out and put in a good performance. So that's what I'm going for. Yes, um. So thank you, um, everyone in the comments. As I say, we've just nearly reached the hour mac We've managed to, manage to drag that out. But um, thank you, uh, everyone in the comments. Thank you also for um, who was it? Justin and was it Brian? No, who was it that also donated? Pearson, can you remember?
1: Apologies. Justin. You can was, see that I'm Justin used to this. Was, no, it was Justin. Joshua. Yeah, and Justin. Joshua and Justin. All the uh, way for thank the, you, you, guys. The States of America. God bless America. That, <laughs> Yeah,
0: thank you you guys for donating. Um, as we always say, really appreciate it. It's really humbling when you do that. Um and then finally before we leave, um thank you to my guest Alistair Pearson as well.
1: No problem. I just seen Ryan's in the group in the chat there in the corner. So he's he's been proud of the B team. I thought I hope we put in a great performance for you, Ryan. Um we're missing you, you and Carney. Maybe we should do this every Friday, the B team. Have a B team something. Only,
0: Only if my score prediction comes in.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. If Rangers win 5-0, it would just mean Scotia next week again. But, um, no, you've done well, Scotia, hosting that, pressing all the buttons as well, so can I really be proud of you, so you've stepped up to the mark. But, um, no, thanks to everyone in the comments. Um, um, bye. It's over to you, Rangers, tomorrow, and, and hopefully we get a, a positive performance and a, a positive result tomorrow too.
0: Yeah, no, thank you, everyone. I would just like to apologise for the wee glitch at the start with my very slow uh, internet connection. I don't think that's getting sorted uh, anytime soon. But no, thank you, everyone, for joining in the comments. Much appreciated, and uh, I hope your team wins tomorrow.